Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, today we're talking all about why opening the sale is the most important part of the sales process. So if you have ever thought that closing the sale is like the end-all be-all to your sales and your sales process, I'm going to debunk that myth on today's episode. So let's dive deep into this topic. It's a meaty one. So too often what I hear, and and I'm going to tell you, I have a product that's called Close a Deal Workshop. I mean, the... The reason why I call it that is because people are focused on how do I close? How do I close? How do I close? And maybe you've even heard the saying ABC, right? The ABC of sales, which is always be closing. Now for me, I very much believe that it really should be always be serving, always be serving. So abs instead of ABC, because for me, selling is serving. And when you sell really well, then you're serving at the same time because when people have the problem that you can solve, they're naturally going to continue to ask how to work with you. And really the opportunity for you to provide your service, your programs, your products, your, your solution is the way for them to get the help that they need. So you wouldn't sell anything to anybody who didn't need it. And that's really, really critical for you to understand and hold on to, especially when you're thinking gosh, I really don't enjoy this process. And to reframe this in your mind, even if you're thinking, I have to close more sales, I have to close more sales. Really, it's how can you serve more people? How can you help people get the solution that they're looking for? Because what you do today is your God-given gift. And in order for you to actually give that gift to others, especially as a business, you need to be able to sell because selling is the transference of your gift to the person who actually needs to receive the gift and nothing more. And so today we're talking about the front end part of your sales process, because I think that we focus a lot of time and effort on the back end, which to be honest, is a very, very small part of the overall sales process. If you listen to the earlier episode where I broke down all of the seven pieces, you'll notice that really closing the sale is like one thing. Whereas all of the other pieces that really enable you to close the deal in the, in the first place are all of the other six pieces. And so that's a lot of other time and effort and energy that supports how you actually get the sale in the end. And so we're going to talk about the opening part and why I believe that this is the most important part of the sales process and usually the thing that we overlook. So the opening for me is a combination of your preparation as well as like kind of setting the stage and your, um, your rapport building, how you actually make that connection with your ideal customers. So if you're a high level expert and you are selling uh, programs, services, that you need to have a conversation with your customers, whether that's in person, over the phone, through some kind of video system uh, like Skype or Zoom. 
it's really important that you don't kind of jump ahead because too often what ends up happening is that when you rush the front end of your sales process and you don't take the time to prepare, you don't take the time to set the stage with kind of an agenda and you don't take the time to actually understand your customer and connect with them. When you make the opportunity, the invitation or the enrollment or um, just explaining what it is that you can help them with, it feels like you've jumped the gun. It feels like you've skipped some steps because in essence, you have, you've skipped some steps. So the most important thing for you to understand is that you can't underestimate how important these pieces are. Now for certain personality types, and we'll talk about personality types in a separate episode coming up, but for certain personality types, these pieces are going to be more important, right? It's going to be more important. So preparation. Now I'm going to break down these, these three pieces in a little bit more detail. So number one with preparation. Now preparation, I don't want you to go hog crazy with your research. This is not the time to spend days researching somebody. Now, having said that, if you are selling to uh, B2B, so business to business, if you're selling to corporations, if you are looking at higher priced proposals and services that you are trying to uh, engage your customers with, that's when it may take a little bit more time. So typically what I would say is the higher the price tag, the more time that you're going to be spending overall. Not always, but that's kind of a guideline that I want you to take a look at. Now, having said that, I want you to also overlay the more experience that you have providing the service in your own business, the less time that you're going to need to prepare because you're going, again, if we go back to the whole theory of 10,000 hours creates mastery, you've already put in the time. And so you don't need to put in as much time to prepare for each individual potential customer meeting because you already have the overall experience of what your sales process needs to look like and feel like and what those conversations look and feel like and also who you best work with. And so there's going to be certain things that you have in your research process, your preparation process that are going to streamline things for you. So I'm not going to give you a parameter on how long you need to take or how short those uh, prep things need to be. I want you to play it by ear. Chances are at the very early stages of your business, it's going to take more time for you to prepare. It's going to take more time for you to kind of dig in and look at certain things, whether it's your potential customer's website, the answers that they're answering on any kind of pre-qualification questionnaire or assessments that they're submitting in advance, any uh, conversations that you might be having before you actually get on your, your discovery or sales call. That is all going to be based on you and your process and what's going to give you the comfort prior to having that conversation. So only you can uniquely figure this part out because it's based on you as the seller, person who's selling in your own business, and also the types of customers that you typically engage with. So that's number one is your preparation. Number two is setting the stage or setting an agenda. Now, if you are selling business to business, especially for corporates, you definitely want to use an agenda. Even if you're doing a virtual meeting, they are used to this. It creates a framework for the conversation and it allows everybody to be on the same page. Now, even if you're not selling to corporate, even if you're not selling to traditional business to business types of clients, even if it's just business to consumer, I believe it is very important for you to set yourself up for success as well as your potential customer by having very clear expectations for what the conversation is supposed to look like. 
based on what you want, because let's face it, you're the business owner and you're in charge of this conversation. And so if you don't set the tone, if you don't set the stage, then guess what happens? It tends to go haywire, right? This is when you have conversations that take a left turn and you're struggling to get it back on track because you're trying to figure out how you can help them and whether or not you can and whether or not they're going to buy from you. And so you're having conversations that are meandering left and right and all over the place. And typically when I ask clients, walk me through what happened, it's because this step was missed, setting the stage. So it can be very, very simple. If you, again, don't have a written agenda, it would be as simple as, hey, Susan, I wanted to just make sure that we're on the same page for how we're spending our time in this conversation today. My understanding is that you have a problem that you'd like some advice or support with and that you wanna make sure that I might be able to help you with that. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions to see if I, in fact I can help you. And if that's the case, I'll be sharing with you a few different ways that I might be able to help support you and ways that we can actually work together in order to solve that problem. How does that sound? So super simple, right? Very, very quick. It's not about me selling you or you needing to sell to buy from me. It's really about, you know, a discovery and setting the tone for what we can expect in the conversation. And as you heard, I also said, I'm going to be asking you some questions because I am and I, I think you should. And so if you listen to the earlier episodes, it walks you kind of through some homework around making sure that you have the right types of questions when you actually get to a discovery conversation. So that's Point number two, right? You need to be able to set the stage and, and make sure that there's clear expectations around what you actually are spending the time doing because the last thing that I want for you is you thinking that this is a sales call, a conversation where you're inviting people to work with you or enrolling them into a program and your potential customer is thinking they're getting free advice or they are there to pick your brain or you're gonna, you're just, shooting the breeze. That's no bueno, right? Because then you're frustrated and you're doing this kind of weird dance back and forth because you have one agenda, but your customer has a different agenda and they're not congruent. And so it's, there's no meeting of the minds that happens. And then you're both left kind of frustrated after spending some valuable time together. That's what we want to avoid. So that's why Point number two is so important and don't skip over it. You may think that it's an afterthought, but I promise you, if you do this consistently, the quality of your conversations will increase, you know, at least tenfold. And then the last piece is creating rapport. Now, I know you may be rolling your eyes at me right now. You might be cringing on the inside and I hear you because I am an introvert as well. And the last thing that I want to do is make small talk. And so this is not about making small talk per se. This is about you being able to relate to your customer. Now, if you've done step number one, which is prepare, hopefully you found something of interest that is valuable to you and your potential customer, your prospect, such that you can open up the conversation or open up the door to the conversation where you can dive in a little bit deeper and connect on something that you might have in common. Now, why is this important? Well, because truthfully, people buy from those that they know, like, and trust. And they may know you, they may trust that you have the expertise, but at the end of the day, if they don't like you very much, then especially if you're working with them at a high level, high touch type of service, 
which chances are, if you're getting on the phone with them, you are, then they need to like you. And more importantly, you need to like them because let's face it, it's your business. You get to choose. You get to choose who you work with. And you, if you don't like them, well, guess what happens? You can say no. So if you figure out that there is a, a point of conversation that interests you, so this is where I want, again, I'm not going to give you parameters or prescriptions on how you're going to go about this piece. What I want you to do is think, if I have to spend time with them over the course of my service, how I support people, whether it's through my program, my services, the way that I work with individuals, and looking at that timeline, what is important to you? You know, are you a dog person? Is it important that they like animals? Because you want to be able to actually have some kind of conversation ongoing as you continue to work with them about your pet. Right? And you want to make sure that they're not rolling their eyes or thinking, oh, this is such a waste of time. Is that important? Is it your kids? Is it your love for travel? Is it that you're a foodie? Like, what is it? You love to exercise. I want you to think, is there something that you're, you found that you have a commonality in place that you're going to want to build some rapport on? And if, if at the end of the day, when you've done all of your preparation, and again, if you're selling more to corporates or business to business, and you're really, really struggling to figure out some some point of reference, some common um, support to be able to have a, this conversation around, then safe bets are things related to their business. Like how did they get started? Because oftentimes we love talking about ourselves. And if you can relate to something about how they got started in their business, who they serve, their mission, their values, their company culture, and be able to see some congruence there, then that's probably going to help you in your decision-making process to say whether or not it's a fit. Perhaps that's already been posted on their website, but kind of digging in a little bit deeper, the story behind the story, that might be a good place to start. Um, places that they are located. So I love finding out where my clients are. Uh, I do a lot of travel and I like being able to know where my, my people are, but all, because I might be able to visit them. But the other piece is I like to understand, you know, if they've, if they've traveled, uh, how, what kind of impact that's had on their business, on their life. I know for me, my clients like to have freedom and flexibility. And so the fact that they might live in one place, but if they've traveled, it tells me a lot about uh, the things that they value. And if there's some congruence there between what I value as well. So for me, starting off with where they're located, where they've lived before, those are really easy ways for me to build rapport, but also to dig out other stories around their family or how their business started, different areas that I can relate to and create some connection around. So I want you to think for yourself, what are some things that you're naturally curious about in working with your customers? What would you like to know about them before you actually work with them that you might be able, you might not be able to find on their website or social media profiles? Or what's something that you actually did find on their website or social media that really had you quite curious that you want more information about when you are able to be genuine in your interest and when you ask really good questions that allow people to understand that hey you've taken the time to learn about me you've taken the time to actually figure out who I'm about and what my business is about I actually am going to put you in higher regard than somebody else that I might have a conversation with that means a lot and that again builds that know, like, and trust. And it also sets the stage for when you move into the next phase, when you're asking some of your deeper discovery questions, that I'm more likely 
and more inclined to provide you with the information that you're looking for, not just at the surface level, but to truly give you the information that is going to be most helpful to you as well as to me because you've taken the time to really find out a little bit more about me. Now, I was um, on the plane this, uh, this weekend and listening to uh, an audible, uh, an audible book. So I'm a, a book lover. And this was a, an agent, a musical agent, right? So she, um, she represented music artists. And she had said, you know, this one artist that she represented for quite a long time, and he had been represented by other, uh, other agents, had said to her, you're the first person who has ever taken the time to ask about my family. And she said, well, no kidding. Like, why wouldn't I ask about your family? I can see that your family is very important to you. And why wouldn't you want to talk about your family? I know you want to talk about your family. So I'm going to ask you about your family. So I want you to think in that manner, right? If you go on and you can see on social media that this company or this business or this business owner tends to talk a lot about this particular subject, ask them about it. That's a simple and quick and easy way for them to feel connected to you and for you to find out a little bit more about how that connection might relate to how you support them, how you show up in your own business, how you show up in the world, and something that maybe you also have a shared interest or passion about that can connect you more deeply than just your products and services and the way that you do your own business. And so this is why for me, the front end of your sales process and your sales conversations are so much more important. The opening of the sale, because it sets the tone for the relationship that you're going to have with your customers, whether or not they buy from you now or later or never. Really, this is what makes people feel connected to you. And this is what sets you apart and makes you memorable. And so I want you to think the people that you remember the most are probably the ones that have taken the time to make you feel a certain way. And the way that you feel about them is because I'm going to say for myself, it's because they have made me feel heard and listened to and understood. And it's because they took the time. And when we when we rush through the front end, because we're, we're so quick to get to the last part, which is to close the sale, we do ourselves and our potential customers a huge disservice because let's face it, nobody wants to be kind of pushed through to the cash register, pushed through with their credit card. They want to know that they matter, even if they don't end up working with you. And that for me is super important in order for you to sell with integrity. And again, you create ambassadors that are going to be able to represent you, your business, your brand on your behalf all the time so that they can go out and advocate for you, even if they never buy from you. That is the power of opening up the sale in a really genuine, authentic deep and meaningful way. And it doesn't mean that you actually need to spend a ton of time. So I'm sure that elephant in the room right now, you're thinking, okay, so how much time does this take in order for me to actually open up the sales conversation and create a meaningful connection? You can do it in as little as five minutes, if you can believe. Again, it comes down to being prepared, it comes down it comes down to, to knowing how to set the stage and really being comfortable and confident and being able to explain what the expectations are and then not being afraid to kind of sit in the connection, to sit in the rapport and to be able to really just take the moment to listen. And again, if you listen deeply for three to five minutes, 
that will go such a huge, huge long way with your potential customers. And I will say that it will do more to moving the sale towards a close than you just saying, are you ready to buy? When it's time to buy, <laughs> obviously. But I hope this was helpful for you because I am really passionate about you know, all the different steps of the sales process and making sure that you don't rush the sale and that you actually take the time to listen and understand and respond appropriately. And that happens right from the very get-go. So if you need more help with this, feel free to hop on over to my free Facebook community, um, which is gonna be the link below. It's Successful Sales Strategies over on Facebook. And you'll probably wanna get yourself over on the wait list. Depending on when you're listening to this episode, you may not have the doors open to my, uh, my exclusive community, my inner circle, Sales Mastery Society. Get your butt on that wait list girl, if you need some additional help to make sure that you know exactly what you need to do at every stage of the sales process in order to make it seem easier, better, slower uh, for you and your ideal customers. And you can get yourself reserved over on salesmasterysociety.com. Links will be below and we will see you over in our next episode. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.